Welcome to Helping Realtors Grow and Scale Their Business with a Sprinkle of Faith. This podcast is to empower my seasoned realtors to break through barriers, to unlock and unleash their full potential. I'm your host, Vanessa Barnez. Each week, I'll share my journey on how I scaled my real estate business, selling hundreds of millions in real estate, all while juggling being a mom and a wife. I know what it's like to feel overlooked and forgotten in an industry that is heavily focused on new realtors. This is why I've tailored this podcast just for you. Do you desire to grow your business to 30 million and beyond, but you're just unsure how to do it? Are you overwhelmed, burnt out, stuck, living paycheck to paycheck and have no time for yourself or family? I've been right where you are. My mission is to provide you with actionable steps, proven strategies, and inspiration to help you grow and scale your real estate business. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, my realtor friends. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Welcome to episode eight. I cannot believe it has been two months of building content. And as I say in each episode, I just get more and more excited about building this out for you. But I just wanted to share with you a little fun fact. When I teach, I am sometimes referred to as the drill sergeant, which people that know me are probably like, I don't see you as a drill sergeant. But when I'm in the zone, I am in the zone because I can get a little bit spicy sometimes. And especially when my passion comes out about a specific topic. And actually, it's so funny because our in-house title company, the attorney there made me a hat and a badge that says drill sergeant. And I just thought that was so fun. But the drill sergeant is in the house today. So I want you to get ready, get your pen and paper handy. Of course, if you're driving, just please listen, no pen and paper. Uh, but you know, be ready to take notes today because I'm going to dive into some strategy so you can effectively navigate this shifting market. Even if you're listening in the future, which I hope you are, and I'm glad you're here, these strategies are still relevant to any market. But if you're listening in real time, of course, we are experiencing more inventory, longer days on market, and higher interest rates. I mean, year over year, we've gone from 2 to 3% interest rates to 7 to 8 plus percent interest rates. So it is a huge shift right now. I see the posts on social media in the forums I'm part of, and I hear it from my clients. Your closings are down, or maybe you haven't had a closing in months. So what can you do to get business right now? I'm going to walk you through three steps so you can activate your business and create the results you desire. So get ready to roll up your sleeve and let's dive in. To me, having that right mindset is so crucial because if you stay in negative self-talk and limiting beliefs, anything I tell you or go over today is going to go in one ear and out the other. And you'll never do the activities. I actually went over this in episode seven. So if you haven't listened to that, I would highly suggest you make sure you go and listen to episode seven. So you can assess your mindset first, because this will allow you to become more open to receiving the information I'm going to be sharing today. All right. Step one is I want you to stop doing activities that don't make you money. This may sound so obvious but I have to say it. So much time is wasted on activities that produce you zero dollars. If your closings are down and you have no clients under contract, 
you have to evaluate right now where your time is being spent. I want you to consider doing a time audit for a whole week. This is from the time you get up, from the time you go to bed, I want you to document every single thing you do. And I want you to put a dollar sign next to the activities that make you money so you can see just quickly at a glance where your focus is. This is tedious, but it is necessary. I mean, I remember my coach having me do this and I was so annoyed, but it was so revealing and I did not like what I saw because what you're going to notice is a pattern is going to start to emerge, but this is where awareness happens and this is where change happens. So I want to identify real quickly some of our time wasters. The first one is checking your email. In an article I read, this is going to blow your mind. They said entrepreneurs, professionals spend 30% of their day, that is two hours and approximately 36 minutes on emails, checking it about 15 times on average. What a waste. Imagine if you took that time and spent time talking to people and lead generating and following up. What a difference this would immediately make in your business. So be sure to identify on this time audit how often you are checking your email. I think you're going to be shocked at how much time you spend here. I also want to just insert a quick little note. When you are checking your emails, please do not check your emails right when you wake up. This is a big no-no. When you wake up immediately and check your emails, this puts you into a reactionary state. So now your email and all the thoughts you have about all the emails that you got overnight control your day. You lose control. So please do not check your emails the first time you wake up in the morning. When I shifted this and stopped doing that, it made a huge impact on my emotional state throughout the day. I mean, I noticed a vivid change in how I showed up. So please just be mindful of when you're checking your emails. All right. Number two, the last time I checked watching Netflix, HBO Max, or any of those TV shows are not going to improve your business. Even if you say to me, well, I'm watching HGTV or I'm watching million dollar listing. No, turn it off and get to work. (laughs) Are you getting lost in social media? Are you scrolling for hours and hours on end? And before you know it, it's like midnight and then you wake up and you're exhausted and you can't do your activities that you're supposed to be doing. And it is a vicious cycle and you just can't get off the wheel, right? This is why you're so tired. I would consider putting a timer on your phone. There is do not disturb now on all the phones for the most part, from what I understand. And this is going to prevent you from getting caught up here in scrolling forever and ever. Put your phone down and walk away. Just walk away from the phone. Just put it down, okay? (laughs) Are you a social butterfly in your office? Do you go to the office and just float from, you know, cubby to cubby and just talk to people? Mind you, I'm telling you to talk to people, but you're talking to the wrong people. These people are not going to grow your business. Now, it is different if you're at a networking event where agents are coming from around the globe and you're networking with them to build up agent referrals. Please shut your door and do not come out until your lead gen is over. I appreciate you being a social butterfly, but it must stop. Okay. (laughs) I'm not a social butterfly for the most part. So that doesn't really pertain to me, but I'm more on the introvert side. 
once you have your clients under contract, this is number five, I want you to be sure that you are still blocking time and making time for your lead gen and lead follow-up. They claim, I hear agents claim, well, I don't have time because I'm too busy with my contract-related tasks. I can confidently say this is a myth. I struggled with this, so I get it. I hear what you're saying. You know, you have deadlines and things like that, but you can still prioritize talking to people every day in your database. Talking to your clients under contract, unless you're specifically asking for a referral, is not lead generating. So just be really careful about getting caught up in those under contract tasks because it's quickly going to take away from your lead generation time. And I actually talked about the roller coaster income a couple episodes ago. So just if you want information on that, tune into that one. Um, but just make sure you're setting clear boundaries and communicating availability, not only to your team, if you have one, but also your clients. You would be surprised at how much they would respect you for making, you know, having efficient time. So Mr. and Mrs. Client, I will let you know I have hours of operation and I'm available between this time and this time. Set that boundary. Tell them when you are available. Because I understand. I was there. I get it. I never set boundaries. And then once I did, amazing things started to happen. And of course, we'll dive into that in greater detail over the course of the podcast because I have so much to say around that. So many things that I learned. But this will allow you to focus and you need to focus now more than ever. And I've talked in a women's group around seasons that we have. And because we're in a shifting market, you might have to go into a season of work. And this is going to require you to put in more hours and work on weekends, even more weekends than maybe you're working now. Uh, but if you are committed to doing whatever it takes, I would suggest getting your loved ones involved your family or whoever is in your world and include them in on the conversation so they understand why you're doing this and what your goals are. Like get them to buy in because as you work more, this is going to alleviate those feelings of shame we feel, especially I get it as a mom and a wife. I felt so much shame around not spending time with my family. So just bring them into the conversation and make sure they're aware of that because you'll find them cheerleading you on and holding you accountable and, you know, set a goal at the end. So, hey, family, if we achieve, if I achieve this goal, we're going to go on a big vacation or we're going to do something fun. And it just becomes so fun when you do that because a season of work doesn't mean necessarily that you can't prioritize your family. So I just want to make that very clear. But you are in that season right now where you're going to have to work, work, work a little bit more, especially in a shifting market. Because remember, as realtors leave, this creates opportunity for you. So don't waste your time on non-income producing activities seize your share of the market. It is up for grabs. Let's go. All right. Step two is I want you to assess how you're spending time each day, particularly in relation to your lead generation activities. Again, the focus of today's episode is to get you into lead generating mode so you can go out there and activate your business and get to the closing table. I want you to walk through this exercise with me that I'm going to walk you through right now. And please, this is where the pen comes in handy. Okay, pen and note taking right now starts. I want you to build upon the time audit that you conducted in step one. And here's what I want you to do. You're going to take out your calendar. 
whether it's digital or written like me, I love my written calendars. And this is not a time to guess, which is why you need to look at your calendar. And this is where that honesty is going to set in. And you might not like what you see because I'm going to have you research and figure out what you are actually doing in terms of your lead generation. So here are the questions I want you to ask yourself. Did you schedule on your calendar time for lead generation? Is it blocked off? Like bunker the time. And we're going to talk about bunkering and protecting the time in a little bit. How many hours each day did you spend on lead generation? Okay, this means acquiring new business and adding to your database. That's how I define lead generation. And how much time did you dedicate to following up? This is your existing database. These are people in your database that you have, whether they could be cold too, or warm or hot leads or contacts. Are you following up with them and how much time you're spending? What strategies have you used for your lead generation? So are you using open houses for sale by owners, expired? Are you calling your past clients in your database? Is it social media, sending text messages, Facebook messages? What activities are you doing pertaining to lead gen? What are your current strategies? And then what are your results from these strategies? Meaning how many appointments have you gone on as a result of those strategies? Have you made any offers on um, either received offers on your listings or buyer offers? Have you gotten any contracts accepted and how many closings have you had from these activities? Tracking is so important. <laughs> you have to understand the time you're investing and the result you're getting out of it. This will cause you problems if you don't understand where your time is being spent and the return on that investment, how to grow and scale your business. I get it. Trust me. I get it more than you probably will ever know. And I'll try to communicate that throughout the podcast because all these things I'm sharing with you are things that I went through. And until I did these things, I was not able to grow and scale my business. Okay. So I understand for a significant part of my real estate career, I did not do any of these things. So I understand the importance of tracking and getting the insights from that tracking so you can change the trajectory of your business. Remember, you cannot improve what you do not measure. And you may avoid tracking again because you are afraid of what you might find. But the only way you will know how to change and pivot and what you need to focus on is if you track. So spend some time here and really understand where you're spending your time on your lead generation, okay? Now, if you have concluded this exercise and you are not investing at least two to three hours per day on your lead gen and follow-up, this is a good thing. Like I said, this is a great thing because now you are aware and you can make changes necessary to shift that trajectory, okay? Now, let's go into step three. And for my introverts, like me, <laughs> I know it's funny. People are like, you're introverted. I'm like, I'm very introverted because I'd rather be in my PJs, sitting at home, maybe eating ice cream, well, dairy-free ice cream in my pajamas or spending time with my family. Like I'd much rather be doing that than out and about. So I put myself out there and I try new things, which is why this podcast to me is kind of fun. Anyways, I digress. So for my introverts, step three is going to be very difficult for you. You ready? You have to talk to people. I said it, you have to talk to people because this is the only way you're going to lead, generate, and lead follow-up. 
You have to talk to people every day. And I'm going to talk about this too. I have so many things to talk about, but I'm also going to talk about that. You really should be adding 10 people to your database every day. And I'm going to break that down for you in a later episode, but you really need to be doing this every day because real estate is a relationship business. People need to know, like, and trust you. And the only way you're going to do that is if you talk to people. So whether you're talking to someone that's new or a past client, you have to be speaking to them regularly because if you're not, they're going to go find someone else. No matter how much they say they love you, if you do not communicate with them, they will leave you eventually because I've seen it. It's happened to me. When I stop communicating with my database, they go off and find someone else. That's my fault, not theirs, mine. But I've spent the last 15 years building systems around communication with my database. And actually, funny enough, I'm going to be teaching this at the National Association of Realtors Convention in a couple of weeks. And I will bring you the content that I'm pouring into the agents there on an upcoming episode. So you can prioritize and create systems around your database. But in a shifting market, our clients need us more now than ever. You are their trusted advisor, their counselor, the expert. And I want to actually, this actually just happened to me a couple of weeks ago. It's so funny how things happen when I talk about a topic. Um, but a past client referred me someone that was looking to purchase the property here in Orlando, but she had been re hearing reports that people were not coming here to Disney, to the theme parks, and that Florida was not a good investment. And I just kind of chuckled inside. Like I was so thankful that I didn't laugh outside because it's really what I wanted to do. And I assured her, I was like, this is not true. And I gave her an example. My husband is a musician. Not only is he a realtor and an amazing husband, but he's also a musician. And he plays at Epcot several times a month. And every time he comes home, it doesn't matter what day of the week. He's like, babe, it was packed. He's like, it was insane. So when I told her this and shared with her that the reports she's seeing to me are inaccurate, and I was able to provide her data to support that, she felt a lot more comfortable and she flew down this weekend. So it is our job to make sure that we're providing the right local information to our clients. And if you're not talking to them, then they're never going to know. And that is your job. You're doing them a disservice if you're not showing up for them at a high level. And so I want you to think about like going to a doctor's office, right? And you have a serious issue, like a medical issue that you want to discuss with the doctor. How do you want that doctor showing up to the appointment? Do you want them to feel uncertain? Like, mm, I don't know. No, you want them to be confident and attentive and ready to help, right? So it's really important that you are a professional. We are real estate professionals. And it's really important now more than ever that we do that for our clients. Now, I understand this might be easier said than done, especially if you're feeling the heaviness of those negative thoughts and limiting beliefs about the market. I have felt that way a lot. I remember when um, COVID happened and I, the shutdown occurred and within two weeks, I lost seven deals and I felt so defeated. And you know, I've been in the business a long time. I've experienced a lot. And that was like the first time in a while that I felt that way. It was so heavy. I mean, I remember sitting in the chair in my room and I didn't do anything for three months. And finally, my coach like had to like snap me out of it. She's like, what are you doing? She's like, you have a family to feed. You need to get out there and start talking to your people because they are freaking out too. You cannot freak out. They are freaking out. So that just like put me in check. 
to understand like it is my job and my responsibility to be there for my people. And so I don't know if that helps you at all. Um, you can relate to that, but I just want you to know like you're not alone in how you feel, but you've got to snap out of it. Like we've got to, we've got to get back to the grind and we've got to get back in talking to our people. So let's talk a little bit more about some additional reasons why we might avoid talking to people. You might be saying, well, again, I feel uncertain and scared. I want you to shift your energy, right? As I was kind of just kind of adding on to what I was just saying, I want you to shift your focus and energy away from yourself right now. Okay. And I want you to turn your attention to your clients' needs and feelings. So I want you to ask yourself, how can I help my client right now versus how can I get, how can I get a sale out of my client? Different energy, right? When you come to the call or when you're talking to people about yourself, when you're thinking of yourself, self-centered, right? They are feeling that. They they see an ulterior motive in your call, in your conversation. You're going to sound desperate, maybe more salesy than you normally would. So just really be mindful of how you're showing up to a conversation and evaluate who are you talking to? Who is your audience? Are you talking to buyers, sellers, first-time home buyers, investors, maybe a buyer-seller combo? Right now is the time to practice conversations because they are different than they were a year ago, 18 months ago, 24 months ago. We need to be practicing that daily. So do you know how to handle the objections in the current market? You know, because clients, buyers are saying, well, interest rates are high. Why should I buy? Right? Interest. And then sellers are saying, interest rates are high. Why should I sell? This is what they are saying. So it's really important that you focus on practicing these conversations every day. So find a role play partner, right? Someone that can show up to a call that's reliable that you can talk with every day for 15 minutes because that is one of your fundamentals. And I went over that, I believe it was episode three. Your fundamentals is practicing your conversations every day. And just a quick thought here, as I was um, talking this out loud, I was wondering, and I want you to spend some time and pause for yourself. Maybe you're not talking to people because you don't feel you know everything in the current market, right? If this market is new to you, perhaps you are afraid to call because you're like, well, I don't know the answer, right? Don't let that hold you back because the great news is, a thing I've used all the time, is that is a great question, Mr. or Mrs. Client. And I wanna take some time and research that and get back to you. Is that okay if I give you a call back, say later today or tomorrow? Perfectly acceptable, right? Doctors, lawyers, they don't know everything. They need time to research. So don't let that hold you back from talking to people. Just a little thought there that came to my mind. So with that in mind, how can we start a conversation? And I wanna share a few buyer-focused questions to get us started. And this is gonna have a few different twists. So hopefully this can get you to start thinking about shifting that conversation to make you feel more confident and comfortable in talking to people. And yes, there are quote unquote scripts. I don't, we're not allowed to call them scripts, conversations um, that you need to practice, right? So get that role play partner and practice. But here are some questions that might be like an icebreaker, if you will, and maybe break down the barrier that you're feeling right now to, to step into a conversation with someone. How about this? Ready? Did you know you can build wealth through real estate? I can show you how. Let's have coffee. How about this? 
Real estate holds the key to building wealth. Let's meet and I can show you how. Did you know the net worth of a homeowner is 40 times greater than that of a renter? As a renter, you're making someone else wealthy. So let's set up a time to chat. Do you have a plan to build wealth? They say no. This is what I help my clients with. Let's meet. Why buying even in our current market is the smartest choice and then give them reasons why. Okay, here's some bonus questions for you. I hope you find these helpful because I really spend some time putting thought into these questions. Um, what questions do you have about our current market that I can answer for you? Open-ended, right? We don't want to ask them, do you have concerns over the current market, right? That's a yes or no. So ask those open-ended questions here. What have you heard about our market and what is happening? This is a great question for maybe someone that's not local. Here we go. Ready? Have you considered keeping your home as an investment property to begin building your real estate portfolio? I recall, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, that you have a low interest rate, if I'm not mistaken. And did you know you could rent your home and actually make X dollars per month? I would love to treat you for coffee this week so you can see what that looks like. So we get into that home, that bigger home, as you build your family or whatever, right? How does that feel? Now, I know as realtors, we're like, but I'm losing out on a listing. I'm losing out on a seller. No, you are gaining clients through these conversations because what do you think they're going to tell the people at their work? Look at the conversation my realtor had with me. Such a different feel when you come from that contribution, right? There are so many ways to just strike up these conversations. I just don't want you to overthink it. So maybe spend some time writing your own questions down. And again, always think of bringing value and contribution to the conversation. How can you show up for your clients and help them in their life and world? Let's take the focus off of us and onto our client because this takes that pressure off, right? So you can show up as the fabulous realtor that you are already. So you can do this. I know you can. Let's begin evaluating so this is kind of the second reason why I find realtors avoid talking to people is that they really don't know who to call or maybe how to find them. So these are like your lead specific strategies. I want you to begin by evaluating your current lead sources so you can identify the strategies that have yielded results for you in the past. So again, we're going to pull out our calendar. And I want you to, or, you know, it could be digital. It could also be your CRM. If you have um, a database, um, pull that out. And I want you to look back at your past sales over the last five years. So if you are a realtor and you've only been in the market for, you know, real estate for two years, go back two years. But I'd like you to go back five years at least. And for each client, I want you to write down where that lead came from. Was it an open house? Was it social media? Was it an agent referral, maybe a past client or some other source? So really spend some time thinking about what was the source of that lead. Quick little note here. If it came from a past client, note who that client was. Okay, that's another thing because you might see some trends there with your raving fans. And then that's where some other things come in. And that's another thing I'll do. I talk about at NAR, I have another teaching two sessions this year. And one of the sessions is on how to, you know, have your database as your number one source. I did 725,000 or it was actually 733,000 GCI 
in one year with just my database, no other lead sources. So I'm actually bringing that to NAR and I'll bring it to you guys too, what I'm teaching. But um, anyways, I really want you to think about, so if there were referrals, who were they from? That's really important. And then I want you to circle the, the top three contributors to your business, right? So what were the top three out of the ones you, at the ones you wrote down, where did you get the most from? And I want you to identify the top three. Now we're going to focus on, so taking those top three, I want you to order them in the number of the highest number of leads from your first source and then second and third. So now we're going to kind of tier those top three. Now I could get into so much conversations and details around how to calculate your return on investment for each source. I don't want to do that today because I need to get you into action. I don't want to get you in the weeds of everything. I need you calling and talking to people. So we'll go over that for another time. But for now, I want you to identify these lead sources. Now, take source number one. And now I want you to identify what activities did you do around that source. So here's what I mean. Let's say your first source is referrals from your past clients. What actions or what activities did you do to acquire those referrals? So was it systematic follow-up calls? Was Did you do pop buys? Was it quarterly events? Maybe it was a combination of all those things and maybe you stopped doing those things, right? So this is the whole point of really diving in to understand what activities you did for each source because you're gonna recognize what you're not doing and what you are doing, okay? So really important that you dive into how what activities you use to generate those sources of business. Now, I want you to do that for all three sources of your business, right? So again, what activities in each source did you use to gain the momentum of the business, right? To result in the closings. Now, I want you to create an action plan around that. So we're going to start with your number one lead source, right? So take the number one lead source for your business, along with the activities that you did, and start blocking time on your calendar each day for those activities. I, my, my thought is, I think this is a lot of the missing link here is that people say, I'm going to do all these activities or I'm going to lead generate, but it never makes it from their mind to the calendar. <laughs> and that's the missing link because if you're not visualizing what you need to do every day, then you're not, you know, number one, if you don't have an accountability partner or coach, who's going to say that you did it? It's not anywhere written. So it's really important that you spend the time to take what's in your mind, what's on paper and put it on your calendar. Because when you do this, you are more likely to take action. One more thing on this, and then we're gonna wrap it up for today. And I'm so excited. I hope you found a lot of value here. When you are blocking your time on your calendar, this is where that bunker comes in. And if you think of like a bunker, right? you are protected, like nothing is getting through. And that's what you need to do for these activities. That's why I say you put a dollar sign, what is producing you money, and that's what gets blocked and protected on your calendar. So you might put a, put a do not disturb, you might put a sign on your door, especially if you're that social butterfly, put a sign up on your door that says do not disturb, right? If you have a team, also communicate to them when you are available and when you're not. Again, if you are the leader, you need to be setting the example for the team. So if you're not lead generating, they're not going to be lead generating. So make sure you're communicating that to your team very clearly so they can see you doing it in action. 
If you are a seasoned agent though, and you're still struggling to identify those primary sources of business, I'm going to create, I've created for you a free download that you'll find in the show notes called 59 lead generation strategies. And I've got some information on there for you. All right. Real estate is still changing hands, everyone. If you look at MLS in your local market, you will see closings happening. So what is getting in your way? Is it stuff that I talked about in episode seven? Is it your thoughts, your negative thoughts and limiting beliefs that are getting in the way and holding you back? Or maybe it's something I covered today. Maybe you're like, oh, wow, that's such an aha. I didn't know that I should be evaluating and measuring, right? I didn't know that for so long. Until I did, then it was like, oh, I'm really not doing what I should be doing, right? So sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And that's what I'm here to help you with. I want you to decide today what action you are going to take. No one else is going to do it. The good news is, is I believe you can, but do you believe in yourself? It's time for you to unlock and unleash your full potential. I actually have a six-week coaching program designed just for you that I just launched and I'm super excited about because 2024 is quickly approaching. So there's no time now to invest in yourself and jumpstart your business for 2024. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there and I'm appreciative that you've taken the time to spend with me. I'm on this journey with you. I'm cheerleading you on. And I just want you to remember until next time, you are worthy of a purposeful, joyful, and abundant life. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of helping realtors grow and scale their business with a sprinkle of faith. You can find any resources referenced in the show notes. Want to learn more about me and my work? You can follow me on Instagram at Vanessa Franz Barnett. But if you are ready now to unlock and unleash your full potential, click on the link in the show notes to join my one-on-one coaching program. See you next week.